swear on your podcast, right? Yeah, tons of swear. I don't want to fuck it up. Um. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. This is The War for the Dark Tower. I'm your host, Jeff Richardson. I am also the co-host and, uh, and lore master of another actual play podcast it's called Shattered Worlds RPG. On that show, we use a system I created. But for this show, we're using a, a system that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, the guy who made it, his name's Kevin Cole, and he is one of the pretend friends. And it's called Space Kings. It's really cool. It's super easy to play, and it's a lot of fun for podcasting. If you go listen to their show, the first couple of episodes uh, talk about character creation. You get a sense of how it works, and uh, y'all should be playing this game around your own dinner tables or whatever. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, their show is extremely slapsticky and silly. This show will be quite a bit more serious, uh, just by the nature of the material. Um, but there'll be some some fun and and goofiness as well. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, if you haven't read the Dark Tower series by Stephen King, um, and you're afraid of spoilers, uh, guess what? There are going to be a lot of spoilers here. Uh, it's set in between book six and book seven because I started this project uh, before f reading book seven. So um, there may be a, a whole lot of stuff that happens that's totally doesn't fit uh, book seven, but um, that's fun. The whole thing that makes the Dark Tower series interesting is that uh, it the tower exists in all worlds. So literary worlds are included, alternate versions of America or, or wherever are included. So um, yeah, it's, uh, it's all Stephen King's big weird brain and all his books are in there too. So um, sky's the limit. The, the main thing is that uh, there'll probably be a lot of shooting and a lot of nasty gunshot wounds and, uh, and uh, some other stuff. I don't know. I've run out of uh, pre-show material to blather about. Let's get right into it. Andrea, what should I call you? Uh, either Andrea or Anna, whatever. Anna, <coughs> Anna. Let's yeah, go I started Anna. going by Anna here in Korea because my name was too hard to pronounce. Oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> as long as it's not Anna or Anne, that's that's all I care about. <laughs> okay. Uh, so on the Space King's character sheet, we'll just go top to bottom. Um, your character's name? Uh, yes, I'll be playing as Magnus Bane. Magnus Bane, player yes. Andrea, and concept. This would be like gunslinger or fishmonger. I don't know. What's, <laughs> what's your character's concept? Um, yeah, Magnus, he's a, he's a warlock. Like, uh, he's actually the high warlock of Brooklyn. And he's hundreds of years old, uh, immortal, and, uh, you know, just here to have a good time. Nice. Now, uh, how did you come up with the idea of, of someone that's a high warlock of Brooklyn? Um, just lots of marijuana. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they have that in Korea? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, no, he's actually from a pre-existing show um, called Shadowhunters. It's based on a book series, but the books are terrible. 
<laughs> it's one of those rare situations where the the adaptation to the screen is actually better than the book. Um, and yeah, and I just I absolutely love his character. He's he's almost like the best version of myself. Like if I could be the perfect <laughs> version of myself, you know, Very push cool. myself to like the platonic ideal of me if I were a man. <laughs> would probably be Magnus Bane. That's awesome. And uh, who wrote Shadowhunters? Uh, Cassandra Clare, I believe is her name. That sounds like a fake name. Uh, probably. <laughs> Cassandra Clare. All right. Uh, so yes, moving Cassandra on, Clare. Moving on to attributes. So here you start with one dot in every attribute. It goes up right. to a maximum of four. And you get to assign seven dots. So let's fill those in. Right, yeah. So I have um, just the one brawn. Not a lot of not a lot of fighty fighty kick kick ability here. Uh, two agility, and then I did two intelligence, two wit, three charm, and three presence. Alright, got those filled in. I one question, you mentioned that your character is immortal. Is that immortal like uh, just longevity, or is it like yeah, can't yeah, be he killed? can be he can be killed. Yes. Okay. Cool. Some characters, when they can be killed, they come back. Like I've been watching DC's Legend of Tomorrow. Right. And, and they these this pair they reincarnate. Ooh, that's cool. And then they find each other. It's destiny or some Ooh. some silliness. Um, Ooh. Let's see here. <laughs> yeah, that's Explicit. actually a, a surprisingly good show so far. It's I'll DC, it so I yeah I didn't have high hopes for it, but it's actually pretty good. Weirdly, the DC shows can be pretty good. I've given up on their movies entirely. But. <laughs> I, yeah, my my girlfriend was asking if uh, if I'd seen Justice League, and I was like, God, like I didn't want to be rude, but I was like, Fuck no. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I tried to watch Suicide Squad on an airplane, and I couldn't. Like, if you can't watch oh. a movie on an airplane, you know it's bad. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's rough. Man, I'd rather watch <laughs> Ladybugs. <laughs> I only mentioned that because Ladybugs was on a plane I was on once. Got Never it, mind. got it. <laughs> uh, so, equal to your brawn times three. Your brawn is right. one, so you have three. Um, so, uh, that means I'm injured at two? You're injured at two and unconscious at one. And got so, it. what this means is... if. Basically, if you take any damage, you'll be <laughs> injured. Yeah. What happens when you're not injured in this game is you get an extra card to flip. Right, right. With every deal. But um, you're not the only character that we have on the team so far that only has three health. So <laughs> y'all are going to have to be real sneaky and careful if you all want to stay alive. <laughs> no worries. Uh, and in the other game I've been in, I, I've been playing as a as a bard with very low hit points and nice. basically the inability to hit anything ever. So I'm used to it. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Initiative is presence plus agility. Right. So you have three presence, two agility. That'll be five. So I just write five in there. Uh-huh. And then dodge. This will let you uh, take no damage from one attack okay. per round. So agility plus wit, you have five minus two, so your max dodge will be three. Okay. 
drive. This is an amount of cards you can add to. Um, wait, did you only have two wit? Yeah, two wit. Oh, okay. So you only have two dodge. I, oh, yeah, good point. I've already I screwed up the character sheet with a pen. All right. Oh. <laughs> Okay, drive uh, wit and presence, that'd be five, so fill in. See, I'm a teacher, so I have a, a pen and a pencil ready. Nice, very nice. And then uh, critical, this is um, if you get a queen of hearts, so basically once per session probably, mm -hmm. uh, you'll get, instead of one success, you'll get three. Nice. Next is skills. So this is a little tricky because um, we're making characters at basically at first level. Right. A lot of the things that Magnus can do in the show will be uh, a little off reach, or like he won't be great <laughs> at him yet. So, uh, yeah. and, and that's well, just because. He's super OP in the show. Like, you'd pretty I'm much sure. have to nerf him to, yeah. <laughs> to actually play a game with him. So, your intelligence is two. So, that means you get four skills, four practices, and two masteries. Yeah. The masteries, I think you wanted. Magic. I had, um, yeah, we made up the sacred magic, and then I did uh, persuasion. And persuasion, okay. And your four practices? I went with uh, biology, empathy, investigation, and space-wise. Space-wise? Oh, that's interesting. Very cool. Well, because they, they described it as sort of like, kind of like the street smarts or whatever. Oh, um, that's right. I was thinking uh, flying spaceships, but that would be pilot. No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's right. I on wish. the show, on Pretend Friends, anytime there's like something that seems anachronistic, like, uh, I don't know, Fruit Loops, he'd call it Space Fruit Loops, that kind yeah. of shit. So it makes sense that he'd call it Space Wise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you have an attribute with four dots or a skill with four dots, then you get an ultimate which is like a special right. power you can use from time to time. And you have two because you have a mastery in sacred magic and one in persuasion. Yes. So uh, a little while ago, we talked about what those might be. Yeah. So I suggested help me help you. Yes, that was it. That would let you convince someone to go against their own boss or their own ideology. Uh, and then if they find out you played them later, they'll, they'll get real angry. Uh, let's that's do fair. this. Oh, that's the one you wanted. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had one called Let's Do This, and then I had another one, Did We Just Become Best Friends? Oh. Which, which is a quote from Step Brothers? Wait, which, right? I think so. Wait, which was the one I chose? I thought I, I thought I wanted Help Me Help You. What was yeah, Did We Just Become Best Friends? Uh, that's with each success, you move the target's feelings up this ladder from hostile to neutral, neutral to friendly, friendly to bonded, and bonded Ooh. to hopelessly devoted. Ooh, that could be really fun, too. Oh, man. And it also is a TBTL reference, oh, which is how we Oh, yeah, met. I think, oh, I do think I have to go with that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. All right, Okay. Cool. Did we just we become, just become best, best friends? friends. <laughs> What's the other one? I'm promoting you to general in my friendship army. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And uh, the other one is for sacred magic. I think you wanted, did you want mass heal, total recovery, or eldritch cannon? Um, I think I wanted total recovery. That's the one that could um, just like heal one person of 
everything, status basically. effects, yeah. Okay. Poisoning and, and all that. Yeah, yeah. Petrification. What's that one called again? Uh, total Recovery? I just put Total Recovery. I mean, it could have a cute name or a funny name. I'll try to think of one. Okay, cool. Or if you think of one, yeah. Maybe it'll come up in the, in the course yeah. of playing. So your race is human, right? Yeah. Well, part demon, if that matters. Oh, that's right. His dad's Asmodeus. Yes. Okay, planet Earth. Yes. Is this a weird alternate Earth, or is this regular old Earth? Um, I mean, it's it's kind of alternate Earth in that there are these people called shadow hunters that have angel blood who fight demons, and then there's people that are part demon, like vampires and warlocks and stuff. But it's sort of like sort of like in Buffy how it's you know, all the demon stuff is just slightly outside of, of the normal human experience. So gotcha. it's conceivable that, you know, there are shadow hunters. and Like, most likely, if somebody saw you, say, in our world, it'd be no big deal. It's yeah, like yeah. It, he looks, or... No, he looks like a normal, very fabulous human being. All right. So, uh... Inventory, you get four useful items. What have right. you come up with for that? Um, oh gosh, we did this like a a while ago, didn't we? Have some sort of a I'm I'm rolling like it a, back. I'm gonna a see spell book. So you want a spell book. Uh oh, he does have a makeup kit. Oh, obviously. Apparently he wears <laughs> lipstick and uh Oh yes, lots of glitter. glitter. Eyeshadow. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> Very cool. If I had woken up earlier, I would have, like, gone all out and done a, a Magnus look. Um, but considering I, I rolled out of bed and in, in my pajamas, uh, Magnus would be ashamed of me. I'm sorry, my boy. <laughs> it says here Some he performs summoning rituals. Yeah, yeah, he can summon demons. That's exciting. And the way he does magic is really fun. It's all very, like... Tai Chi, sort of, or like, you know. Body movements. Yeah, lots of big, or like, you know, like with a, with a snap, like lots of flourishes and hands. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll fill in those last two uh, item slots as you collect stuff, I guess. Yeah. Um, Non-useful items. Uh, I don't actually know what he means by those. I don't know, like. A suit? A yeah, would that phone? just be like things that you, <laughs> that are part of your character, but that don't affect gameplay maybe? Maybe, yeah. In, in this though, like everything will affect gameplay, I think. Yeah. Just because you'll have, you'll be completely, well, your or cell maybe, phone will be useless depending on where you go. Maybe useful items is sort of like things you have equipped and then non-useful items is just your inventory. Like yeah, your like general inventory? Game. I mean, yeah. I'm not a nerd. I don't know anything about video games, she says, playing an RPG over Discord. Yes. <laughs> After playing a different RPG yesterday. Oh, what'd you play? We played, uh, have you ever played um, Fiasco? Uh-uh. It's this really simple thing. It basically just sets up a scene and you choose different relationships between the characters, and then it's it's almost just like a sort of guided improv. It's it's pretty cool. Oh, fun! 
Was there any sort of adventure or conflict? Yeah, we well, because you set up different because each um, the characters either have relationships or goals. So, for example, my goal was, well, me and Tara's goal was world uh, world domination, but mm. then we were rivals in that we were followers of different forms of justice. So she was playing as sort of like an anarchist, like, you know, the world is broken, we just need to, you know, burn it down and rebuild it. And I was playing this uh, corrupt politician. Oh, cool. <laughs> you know, who wanted to uh, rid the world of superpowered individuals to, to create peace. It was a superhero-themed thing. It was a lot of fun. That's awesome. So the one that we did before was set in a in a seemingly nice southern town, and that one went crazy. We got involved with the mafia. I was playing an unwed eighteen year old mother called a <laughs> my name was Cecilia Higgins, and I was doing the most awful southern accent the whole time. <laughs> anyway, I think I think you'd get a kick out of it. I'd look it up. It's a fiasco. That's cool. I'll check that out. Let's see. So you acquainted yourself with your father. I'm trying to decide where we should start our backstory at. Oh, yeah. Um, um, he claimed he was hundreds of years old, knowing Julius Caesar and others. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's constantly e exaggerating about his age, who he's met, who he's had sex with. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like... There's one great line. I was old when the Dead Sea was just a puddle that was feeling a little sick. <laughs> <laughs> or at one point he's he's kind of hitting on Alec and he's like, and he's talking to someone about her art ability and she, he's like, oh, I haven't seen anyone with such a talent for art since Michelangelo. He was amazing in bed as well. Like, <laughs> you didn't sleep with Michelangelo. I refuse to believe that. <laughs> oh man. So I'm going to have fun just doing that. It reminds me of a guy I knew that uh went to Canada and and had had it on with two ladies when he was like 16 and didn't have a car. <laughs> I definitely have an Oscar Wilde quote that I'm just I really want to use at some point. All right, this is it. It's New Year's Eve. 2017 has been a Fucking mess. <laughs> For the rest of the country, it's been a real shit show. The The president is a lunatic. You know, he's firing people every week or so. New York is, well, there's, it just seems like a, a regular old any, any New Year's, you know, there's some people have hope, some people don't, but uh, behind the veil... Magnus knows that something big is right around the corner. He feels it. He's been tense and uptight. His employees at the nightclub have been asking him what's wrong. Uh, he's gone to his therapist and, and doesn't know what it is. He just has a weird feeling. But New Year's Eve is always his night. He loves to throw a party. He invites all the coolest people. And uh, this is in Brooklyn, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sort of his, his home turf. What neighborhood? Do you have any idea what neighborhood he's in? I know next to nothing about New York. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be BSing my way through this one. <laughs> <laughs>
in a in a very cool neighborhood. Yes, yes. Stylish, but old. He's owned the apartment for a long time, so. All right. So uh, you're lounging on the couch, and the ball's going to drop in, like, two minutes. Brian Seacrest is on the, the TV. Paris Hilton was supposed to come to your party, but she canceled. She's a warlock, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Instead, you got Selena Gomez for five minutes. Uh, but then she had to go to the she had to go to Manhattan for the ball to drop. I see. So um, it's a it's a mundane party, not a download yeah. party. Got yeah. it. Um, and uh, uh, you you made it uh, Harry Potter themed, so there's a lot of scarves and and all that jazz. And you see just an enormous, huge guy in uh, in Hagrid cosplay. And he starts coming across the dance floor towards your your VIP couch with all your hot men and ladies draped all around you. And a woman tries to get your attention and you, you wave her off because you're staring at this guy. And your assistant, uh, Santiago. Oh. Santiago puts his hand uh, on your leg just above the knee and leans in. You think he's just going to give you one of the many kisses he tries to lay on you all the time. And then he whispers in your ear and he says, Sir, I I don't know who that is. Hmm. And as he gets closer, you start to realize that is some incredible Harry Potter cosplay. And the people are just flying out of the way, trying to get out of the way. And you realize the ground is shaking, like, over the sound of the bass. And his feet must be, like, a foot wide. And he's towering over everyone. And you realize that something magical is going on. Because that dude is twice as tall as everyone else. But he's smiling. And he's carrying, like, a giant kind of satchel or duffel bag. Do you want to do anything? Uh, signal to the uh, security or whatever, you know, just mm-hmm. very ca- casually. <laughs> now, are your security mundane or do they have magic powers? Um, well, it's a mundane party, so it's probably just mundane security. Okay, so you send your, your, your three biggest over there and they yeah. intercept him. They intercept him, and he laughs, and it, like, booms over all the room, like, the whole room. You hear glasses clanking. He puts out one giant, meaty hand, and he waves at you <laughs> over the heads of these these big bodyguards. And one whispers in his ear, like, who the hell is this guy? He's huge. So this giant bearded guy leans down into the and whispers into the earpiece that this guy's talking into, and he goes, Mr. Bain, uh, I need to speak with you privately. And the guy's, like, clutching the side of his head, and he's like, ah, and there's, like, spittle raining down on him. <laughs> I can see this so clearly. Um, yeah, so Magnus uh, stands up with a, a moderate amount of uh, gravitas, and uh, approaches this hulking behemoth of a man. Nice. Um, <laughs> how tall is he again? Very? Uh, ve- I don't know. 10 feet? <laughs> okay, 15? Okay. I'm All not right. sure. 
<laughs> Got it. So this is like me looking at a normal heighted person. Um, <laughs> uh, so Magnus approaches him, stands far enough away that he doesn't have to be, you know, like totally craning his neck, trying to, mm-hmm. you know, maintain his own uh, charisma or whatever. It looks like this guy is eight feet, six inches tall. All right. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> got it. Oh, wait. So he's like 12 feet and like 10 feet wide. He's enormous. Okay. Okay. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a janky, like dirty coat and like what looks like a doublet with a big buckle over it. Good thing he came on Harry Potter night. The, I doubt the bouncers would have let him in otherwise. Mm-hmm. Very strict dress code here. It looks like, bef- as you get up, it looks like it should be like three guys inside a, a giant puppet suit or whatever, but it's clearly a person. Got it. It's like the three kids in a trench coat. This sort of thing happens every once in a while where like a magical type person will come into your club and you have to like shuffle them off to a private area. Oh yeah, definitely. This will probably be one of those situations. But yeah. now you see kids like start to like wave like they think it's a, a, a right. emotional appearance. <laughs> yeah. They're trying to Hagrid. get his attention. Hagrid! <laughs> okay, yeah. So Magnus approaches approaches this um, hulking behemoth, as, as I have dubbed him, and um, kind of just goes up to him, clearly on, on guard, but, you know, acting, keeping it cash, keeping cool, um, you know seen a lot i can't say we've met Uh, i haven't had the pleasure what brings you what brings you to my uh humble establishment on this fine night is your name magnus bane uh yes the one and only you're gonna want to get in this bag and he opens up his huge satchel and you see a whirling maelstrom it looks like space inside there and he goes we haven't got much time and you see over the corner of his shoulder, you see a young reporter, Veronica Lamb. And mm-hmm. she's coming over, like, waving. She's got a camera guy with her. And she's trying to get her attention. Normally, you <laughs> ply her with champagne and, like, yeah. so she'd give good reviews of your club or whatever. Yeah. But then you see a bunch of dudes with sunglasses and suits running towards you. You see some coming from the third floor, and uh, your security is like, something's happening. Hmm. And then somebody shoots a gun in the air. Okay. It stops raining down. Don't break my club. <laughs> um, okay, okay, okay. This is not great. Veronica um, screams and like stumbles towards you, and she falls onto her knees. And she looks to her left, looks up at, at this gigantic man, and then she mm-hmm. sees inside the bag, and she's, like, mesmerized. Okay. Motherfuckers start shooting. Cool. So to the, the tall guy, um, we can't do this here. There's too many mundanes present. Follow me. And tries to, like, bring him back to the, the back room, you know, uh, dodging about. He looks around, he's like, oh, I don't... Oh, and then, like, people start screaming. Yeah. He's like, oh, I don't think we have time. And Veronica's like, ah! 
and uh, somebody comes up behind her and points a gun at her head and goes, you're coming with us. Is that directed at, at me? Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. Hagrid reaches down a hand for you to take it. Um, let's see. It's pandemonium in your club. People are screaming like wow, somebody got like shot, name. apparently. <laughs> Turned out we yeah. named the club correctly. Pandemonium um. and pandemonium. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. Can I just sort of magic at someone, you know, like hit the guy with a gun with like a magic mm-hmm. bolt? Will that be like... Yeah. Yeah, you want to get him away from Veronica? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So Magnus, so you, yeah. You could either target the gun or the guy. I'll target the guy just as like a sort of to knock him back. Okay, so it's just straight force. Yeah, just like, like a Cool, a so, burst. Uh, so magic and presence, that'll be yes. seven cards, plus you're uninjured, so that's eight. Okay, so I pick, I, I just draw eight cards? Mm-hmm. Okay. One. Oh, and it's the first flip of the game, so you get an extra one. Okay. One, two, three, four. And if you get anything between a 10 and a face card, that's a success. I mean, 10 and an ace, you know. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I have one, two, three, four. Nice. Oh, and I pulled the <laughs> first one. Second card I drew was the Queen of Hearts. Oh so, wow! So that is that's, that's three a normal little successes, early. and then and then <laughs> a three, so that's six cards. So essentially, because it's just force, you yeah. hit the guy. He goes flying. His gun like flies out of his hand. Mm-hmm. He knocks into like he turns kind of sideways and knocks over three of his other gunmen, and they go yeah. flying through the crowd. Veronica is saved. Hagrid reaches over and grabs her and throws her in the bag. And then he and then he points and he's like, No time locked, a present. <laughs> I guess you give me no choice. Okay, gunshots. Alright, into the bag we go, I suppose. And then he jumps in it behind you. Okay. You guys are swirling. It's real weird. Do-do-do. Uh, I feel a little queasy. And then you land on a whole bunch of feather pillows. And then Hagrid comes flying down out of the sky. And the two of you stumble out of the way and poof. Feathers go up into the air in this giant plume. And uh, he kind of rolls over. He's got like one butt cheek half on you. And Veronica's like face down in a bunch of pillows struggling to get out and all around you it's like a a field of pillows for like 30 40 feet in all directions Hmm. and then darkness pillows and darkness uh so magnus attempts to extricate himself from (laughs) 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 this tangle of, of hagrid and pillows now does he use magic to like do mundane little things like like oh, yes, definitely. Float up and stand. Okay. So you kind of float up and, and stand up and, uh, and make a little, you harden the pillows so they're, they're a flat <laughs> platform. And you stand up. A bit of a fixing the look. Oh, nice. <laughs> Fix the hair. Very nice. Make you sure. You levitate you know. Veronica up and she, she stands up and she's looking around like, 
and Hagrid's just like rolling around <laughs> trying to get onto his feet. Yeah. Magnus is definitely sort of checking in with Veronica, is that her name? Mm-hmm. You know, making sure she's all right, all of that. I'm okay, but who was that shooting at us? I'm not sure. Don't worry about it. You're, you're safe with me. Wait, where's Julio? My camera guy. He's... He's Where on his we? way. Don't don't worry. Don't worry. Shh, 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 shh. <laughs> <laughs> you look up and the the weird bluish uh, opening mm-hmm. that you came through has now like is changing into a full moon, and then the blackness all around is starting to turn into a night sky. You see a okay. few, few clouds and some swaying trees, and it's dark, but you can kind of get a sense that that you're in some sort of sparse forest you hear a brook babbling nearby are they familiar stars hmm this should be an intelligence and investigation so that'll be five cards okay um i got four fails and a joker oh boy (laughs) (laughs) looks normal to you all right (laughs) cool Man, She's like, where are we? <laughs> Fuck if I know. <laughs> One Actually, too you're many. like, you're like, I think, I think we're still in New York. Yeah. Somebody hit the bottle too hard tonight. All right. Hagrid <laughs> finally gets to his feet and the pillows start to melt and dissipate. And all of a sudden you realize they're just leaves and they start to billow up and swirl away. And you realize it's autumn, which it wasn't. Right. When you left. It's uh, it's winter time, right? It's New Year's Eve, and mm. uh, and you see all these pretty leaves go flying around, and then you hear a train whistle, and you see a light off in the distance, and there's a, a short rise about maybe ten twenty feet in one direction, and Hagrid starts to get up and head that direction, and he goes, "Come on, you." Uh, wait a minute. Who is this I grabbed? Is she important? She's she's a friend, but before I follow you anywhere, who are you? Rubius Agrid, at your service. The truth, please? I don't understand. That's my name. Your, your name. You are named... After the famous book character, Rubius Hagrid. And you expect me to believe this? Well, I don't know about book. I mean, uh, I'm famous? Really? I mean, I've been through some things, but... uh, uh, I I mean, it's cool. Uh, uh, Where did you hear about me? This is exciting. And he starts to, like, giggle. (laughs) Magnus is frowning, trying to work this out. Okay, you hear the train whistle again, and now the light's really big, and it's, like, really close, and and you realize Mm -hmm. the train is slowing down, and there's steam going up. (laughs) And Veronica looks up at you, and she goes, this is not happening. This is not happening. And then he goes, your friend seems to be uh, 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 losing a, a, a nerve. You got anything you can give her to calm her down? You're a wizard, right? Wizard. I suppose. 
He starts rummaging around in his bag, and he pulls out a pipe and hands it to her. <laughs> and she looks at you like, what? And then he whips out like, <laughs> like a fire lighter and, and cracks it into it. And she starts puffing away on it. Go, Veronica. <laughs> That'll calm your nerves. My dear excessive eye-rolling Hagrid. <laughs> That's my name. Uh, yes. Uh, may I ask, uh, what is it exactly that you, uh, that you do? Well, I'm, uh, I work at the, at the school. Uh, yeah, 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 the school. What's that fucking school called? Hogwarts. <laughs> Fake nerd. I'm the worst. Oh, God. Pig farts. Uh, no, uh, Hogwarts. Hogwarts, you know. Uh, we train young wizards. Uh, I would have thought you would have, you would have at least heard of us. This farce has gone on long enough. You come in to my business, you attack my friends, you kidnap me. The least you can give me is the truth, Hagrid. The truth is... And the train totally slows, and you see it's a, a really old-timey-looking train. And a door opens. He says, the truth is, the world is in danger, and we need your help. Hmm. Magnus sort of narrows his eyes <laughs> distrustingly. The door slides open and someone you never would have expected to see comes stepping down out of the train. It's the doorman at your building, Javier. And he's looking around. He looks a little confused. And then he steps down onto the, the gravelly part on the side of the train track and he looks down and he sees you and Hagrid gives him a wave and he comes hustling down and he goes, Magnus, hey, uh, so I, I don't really know what's going on exactly, but uh, we needed to find you. Something really bad is happening and, uh, and this guy is a part of it. I mean, he's not a part of the bad thing, but like he's... Well, anyway, they thought you'd need somebody that you recognize so you know it's, uh, it's on the level. Hmm. I've been your doorman now for three years, and the reason I got the job is because I was supposed to look out for you. And, look out uh, for me, oh. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and so I, I found out that these guys were going to come after you, and so I made the phone call, and uh, I guess that's why you're here. Why is Veronica Lamb here? Uh, Javier, uh, you mean to say you've been spying on me? No, not spying. I mean, I, I just look out for you. Make sure you, you come in and out, you know, like if, you, if you're in town, you know, I, I know kind of where you are. I mean, I guess there's more, more of us, I guess. Hmm. Look, it's it's kind of complicated, but um, basically the world's coming to an end. Ah, that again. Isn't it always? Hagrid, like, rubs his temples and he, and he goes, To be honest, I, I didn't really believe him either. I mean, I've been through a lot. 
these last few years, but I never really thought the world would end for real. But after what happened to the City of Fire, I'll believe anything. City of Fire? Yeah, City of Fire. It, it was in a, a place we called the Red World, and uh, it just disappeared. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, millions of people just disappeared. Uh, we heard about it uh, through a magic book that we've got. Anyway, uh, the wizard sent me to, to investigate, and uh, well, that's how I met this guy. And hmm. Javier, Javier's like, I know it's confusing, all right, but... Uh, Basically, there's a whole bunch of us that are, that are trying to save the world, and I guess now you two are a part of it? Hmm. Magnus really does not want to trust these people, but going to go <laughs> with it for now. You know, like... Okay, all of a sudden, you hear an enormous explosion come okay. from farther down the train, mm-hmm. and fucking lights and... I mean, it just looks like a fireworks show. It erupts into the air about, I don't know, 50 to 100 feet. Mm-hmm. And then another one, boom, like bits of train are flying. Oh, jeez. And then another one, boom. And you see this thing come flying across and blotting out the stars. And it's huge and black and terrifying. Magnus kind of pushes Veronica behind him, you know, like... You know, protecting, protective. Uh huh. To Hagrid, out. What? What is that? Run! And he just starts running down the length of the train track, like his blubber rumbling all over the place. And uh, you see him like futzing about with something in a bag, like bits of herbs and stuff, or go mm-hmm. flying by. Javier's running, like trying to stay upright. He's trying to help veronica stay on her feet and Um, the thing has done a pass and is coming back towards you and now you're running basically directly at it okay and hag and hagrid goes (laughs) and like turns and heads into the forest magnus will follow them i think not let's not engage until we know more about this uh black flying whatever yeah, so Magnus also booking it. Okay, <laughs> you guys are running. All of a sudden, you hear a, a giant explosion off to your left. Fucking trees and fire goes straight up. Second later, another one just off to the right. Okay. And up ahead, you hear all kinds of shouting, and, and it sounds like troops moving into position. Hmm. And you're just going into this dark forest. Cool. Blind. Uh, Hagrid has... <laughs> made some kind of light appear. Okay. And it's floating along above you. And then he points off to the right and the light shoots off in that direction and he goes, follow it. Okay. Um Yeah, oh, I feel roll like a, uh, intelligence and investigation flip. So that would be four? Plus one because you're not injured. Okay. One, two, three, four. Five. So aces are successes, right? Uh-huh. So three successes. Very cool. So you can see there's a little person inside that light. Hmm. So some kind of fairy creature. Interesting. Okay. Um, 
yeah, I think Magnus will follow the light and sort of shepherd along uh, Veronica. Like he he would be the the last the last one, you know, bringing up the rear and sort of cool. checking behind him for anything. Okay. Following. You see the light start to go up this gravelly rock face, and there's some kind of maybe a cave up there mm-hmm. just past the cr- the light creature. And Hagrid turns, and he throws some stuff up into the air, and then he blows a horn, mm-hmm. and something rises out of the earth, uh, and he goes, get in the cave! <laughs> yeah, Magnus is just sort of shepherding <laughs> Veronica, you know, okay. like, go, go, get in, get in. Javier uh, pushes you and Veronica into the cave, and he turns and he pulls out a wand, and he goes, go as far as you can, as fast as you can. Just, just get out of here. What there should is be that? a door. Go through it. What is that thing? I, I can stay. I can There's help. There's no time to talk. Just go through the door. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're talking later. The last thing you see is the giant head of a black dragon Thought and so. some kind of huge earth creature doing battle and Hagrid like behind it and Javier's blasting off like fireballs. Okay, at the end of this tunnel, you Mm -hmm. see a golden doorway like shimmering and there's weird symbols and sigils all around it. Mm -hmm. And uh, Veronica like breaks a heel and now she's stumbling. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Poor thing. Veronica's going to have to deal with her own shit. Um, <laughs> Magnus uh, approaches the door and sort of examines the... Did you say there were, like, runes or markings mm-hmm. or something? As soon as you get within ten feet of it, this this kind of pale, pearl-colored door with gold all around it and, and symbols and things, mm-hmm. it flies in, like it opens up inward. Mm-hmm. And beyond it, you just see this like bright, sunny landscape. It's like all mm-hmm. white and yellow, and you okay. can smell like a salty kind of a smell, uh, but it's dry and ozony. Hmm. The back of the cave behind you like shakes, and rocks come flying at you and hit your back and hit Veronica. She goes oof. <laughs> And they're kind of hot, like some of them stick in your hair and are singeing your skin. No, not my hair. <laughs> my power. No. Um, Magnus kind of pauses, you know, sort of looking, you know, looking back and forth and that like, shit, shit. You know, like, don't like any of this. <laughs> and he grabs, uh, he grabs Veronica by the arm sort of to help her and also drag her. It's against my better judgment, but come on, let's go. We have, let's just go. We'll, we'll figure it out when we get there and All pulls right. her through the door. Okay. As you get out, you realize that there's a little bit of a drop. And okay. so you, you tumble out and you drop and you hit the ground. You both hit it on your back and you roll away from each other. Okay. And it's like you roll through like an inch or two thick of just pure salt. Ugh. And in, in all directions, it's like white, midday, mm. hot as hell. 
and uh, you see a few black birds circling around a few hundred feet off to one side, mm. and the door closes. Well, shit. <laughs> Magnus sort of gets to his feet, sort of brushing the salt off of his clothes. Does sand crunch when you walk on it? I've never walked on uh, sand. I mean, sorry, salt. Uh, yes, it doesn't really matter. A little bit. I mean, it's... Yeah. How, how it's, fine is this salt? Is it like table salt or like rock salt? Yeah, it's like table salt. Oh, okay. I mean, it's, it's more like dust than anything. Okay, okay. So Magnus sort of gets up, tries to brush himself off, and goes over to help, to help Veronica up. Sort All of right. check, make sure she's doing yeah. okay. You help her to her feet, and she just looks at you like she is so stunned. Yeah. She has no idea what's going on. She's like... Was that the guy from the movies? Yeah, you're. It's uh. You're dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh, this okay, is, this off is just in one of the directions, you <laughs> see this like hazy kind of miragey thing going on, and then slowly through it, you see some kind of shape, and it coalesces into a big kind of lumbering shape and a, a skinnier shape next to it. And as it arrives closer, you see it's a guy with a mule and a bird on his shoulder. And okay. he's just kind of trundling his way to your direction. Magnus sort of like kind of half pushes Veronica a little bit behind him and sort of just stands there in a defensive position. <laughs> okay. He's on edge. He's ready to, to you know, a magic fireball at any moment. Okay. He's ready to wreck shit. <laughs> so this guy and his mule get, get a little bit closer, and he waves. Just kind of a friendly wave. Mm-hmm. Magnus um, frowns. <laughs> he looks a little Confusion. emaciated, uh, a little stooped. Um, <coughs> bless you. Thank you. He's got a eye patch on, and he's got a crow on his shoulder, and then this mule with some saddlebags or whatever, and he just keeps moving towards you, waving. Okay. So now he's within a hundred feet. All right. He hasn't said anything. He just kind of, kind of waving. Uh huh. Okay. Um, he, he coughs a little bit, and then he goes, uh, Hello there, stranger. Hello. Hail and well met. And to you, where is this place? Uh, this is the Waste, here in Midworld. Midworld? You from somewhere else? I'm from Earth, uh, one might say. Uh, not, not familiar with that that yes. place. Hey, uh, I was about to sit down for a second and have a little supper. You're welcome to join me. I... Is it really time to be eating? I, I, I seem to have become unwillingly pulled into some absolute nonsense. And I, I, 
I need some explana- explanations. Well, my homestead's just a quarter of a mile that way if you'd like to have a seat. Uh, I was just going to have a little water and maybe some jerky. Mm. You're welcome to follow me. All right. He offers you a canteen. Veronica takes it and, like, immediately starts chugging. Uh, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, he did not actually All of a sudden, the crow goes, crow goes, thirsty, thirsty. And he goes, ah. oh, don't. Don't mind Zoltan. He likes to say a lot of things. Hmm. None of them interesting. <laughs> Shut it. off in the case. <laughs> Don't you talk uh, to me like that. <laughs> a pleasure, my, my feathered friend. <laughs> <laughs> Says, my name's Brown. Come along. We'll get to my place and we'll, we'll palaver. All right, let's let's go. Veronica, give the man his canteen. All right, you, you it's a short trip. Uh you come out of that salty area and then it's hard scrubland. So Brown, uh he feeds you some stew and gets you all settled. And then he said, uh so you all must be must be friends of the gunslinger then. Gunslinger? Who? I can't say I uh can't say I'm familiar with, the, with him. Him? Roland, her? his name is. Roland of Gilead. Hmm. Well, I would have uh, thought everybody out here is familiar with him. He's, he's quite a legend. I'm, uh, shall we say, new to the neighborhood? Well, I'm sure he'll be around here eventually. One of his agents. I was sent here by, by someone who said there's uh, something terrible is happening, a threat, a threat to the world. Would you know anything about that? Well, the world has moved on, as they say. The beams, you see, the beams are in danger. Six of them have already been destroyed, only two left. I imagine that's why Roland wants you. Hmm. Are you a powerful person of some kind? Uh, you might say as much. Though I, I can't say I appreciate being uh, brought somewhere nearly against my will. <laughs> or uh, the involvement c- of, of innocence, such as uh, my friend here. I can imagine that would be very unpleasant. Well, listen, all I can tell you is is that you're welcome to stay at my place for the evening. We can tell some stories. And then you hear a knock at the door. Oh, well, I guess your visit might be cut short. He goes and opens the door, and, uh, and you see what looks like a friggin' gunslinger from the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, except, like, homemade clothes. Real dusty looking. He's got dirt on him. Handsome young guy. Hmm. Uh, and uh, I mean priorities. <laughs> as soon as he sees you, his face lights up, and he looks back over his shoulder, and he's like, "Susanna, they're here!" And he's got a New York accent, and he goes, "Hey, Brown, you've done good, man, real good." And he walks in, and he uh, he 
he gives you both a look, and you can tell he thinks like you're both pretty attractive, <laughs> Veronica especially. And then he goes, my name's Eddie. Eddie Dean. Welcome to Midworld. Fascinating. I feel like then like some like theme song comes in. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You totally got to have a theme song. Nice, nice. All right, Andrea, thank you so much. Oh, um, so much fun. Yeah, I can't wait to to have you on the, the big show. We're, we're going to tape yeah. for the first time in June. Right. And uh, we might do a few supplemental things in between now and then, but uh, I don't know when folks can expect to hear this, but uh, <laughs> when you are listening to this listener, I hope you're having a good time. Stay tuned. We'll have a whole wild cast of of experienced podcasters and, and relative newcomers. And uh, I think you're going to really love it. So, Andrea. That's me. Have a wonderful week. Thanks you for being well. on. This was my uh, my first time on any sort of podcast. So I, I hope I did. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. I hope I did all right. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, yeah. I'll see you soon. Yeah. Bye-bye. Have a great day. (laughs) You too. I'm definitely going to be gesturing a lot just to keep (laughs) myself in character. Oh, I just threw my deck of cards. (laughs) 52 pickup.